to the first episode of the Magnitude Podcast for 2023. I'm Leona Lori, President of Magnitude Incorporated. And I'm Marcia Simmons, Head of Content at Magnitude. So today, the thing that caught our attention really for months, but definitely the thing we spent the most time talking and thinking about as it relates to our work in the month of January is AI, especially ChatGPT and all of the emerging technologies that one might characterize as robots trying to steal our jobs. Uh, Marsha, why don't you open with your thoughts about this emerging technology and how we are dealing with it so far? Well, one thing is um, since ChatGPT came out in November, it's now January and we both still have our jobs. So robots have not (laughs) (laughs) stolen our jobs. (laughs) Yes, so robots have not taken our jobs and we're still employed. But um, one of the things is I think that all of us, especially the media, have been so wowed by what it can do that it's taken up until about January for people to really start digging into what it can't do. And I think Mm -hmm. that is really the point that gets my attention as somebody who does not want a robot to be doing my job because I quite like it. What can't it do, Marcia? What is on your mind when you say that? In this week in the news, there have been a lot of examples finally of people noticing how often it gets information wrong. Now, in theory, (laughs) a human is supposed to be checking the output, but that's not always true. And um, also, they're not always doing it carefully. So um, CNET has said that it has been using ChatGPT to write some articles, and now it's been transparent about which ones those are. And it says that humans are involved in the editing process, but there have been some basic finance articles that have had very glaring errors, such as telling you um, how interest on your credit card would be calculating and telling you wrong. Now, if you are a very Mm -hmm. sophisticated finance reader, you might notice that. But if you're reading a finance 101 about credit cards, you might not Mm -hmm. notice that that information from said robot is incorrect. One of the things that I noticed, uh, I can't remember where I saw this headline today, but it was talking about the likelihood of social media accounts with 100% AI generated content um, coming soon. And I was like, social media is already rife with bots representing audience members. (laughs) Does that mean that we're going to, like, we probably are entering this weird tech loop where AI is creating content for bots to consume and engage with? And, like, do humans get to go outside again when that happens? Because I feel like maybe that's, like, robots will take over social media and we can kind of just, like step back quietly and go outside again. Well, maybe the robots will go on the dating apps and date each other, and then humans (laughs) will just be totally free of this technology that has been making our life easier. (laughs) Uh, Well, one of the conversations that we've been having with clients recently, because, you know, I think anybody, it's funny because, well, it's not funny. Uh, Anybody in a manual labor kind of job or a job that you have to show up to in person for the last hundred years has been worried about robots taking their jobs. And now the white collar world is having the same problem. The robots are trying to take my jobs. I think that what we will wind up with is something like what you see in a factory today, where it's a hybrid environment, where the robots do parts of it, but there are humans who are needed in the process at the various points that are just, it's, it makes more sense not to automate it, Or like you were saying there, you need 
human eyes on it. You can't trust the final output to be perfect without someone doing their diligence and really looking at it. And I think probably what we're looking at is collaboration with AI across so many sectors, definitely creative sectors, um, you know, in PR, we could use something right now to draft a press release for us. But woe to the PR professional who sends it out on the wire without having read it really carefully first. And I I think that's a lot of what we're going to be seeing this year is people figuring out how to collaborate with AI. And fortunately, for those of us who are in fields where there's a headline, a, a scare tactic headline saying the robots are coming for your jobs, there are people who do not want to learn technology. And so <laughs> those of us who do invest in learning to collaborate with AI, learning how to give it effective prompts, there there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There, there are going to be a lot of people who say, I understand that I need to care about this, but I cannot do it myself. Well, you can either have a robot as essentially another coworker that will be supervised. Maybe it's a, like a a robot intern, or you can think of it as a tool. Like if you're more of a visual creative, you can use it to give you ideas, just like you were talking about with content and PR, you can use it to give you ideas. And that's different than saying, okay, robot, you go ahead and and make the content and I'm just gonna look and give it thumbs up or thumbs down. It sort of becomes another tool in your tool belt to do things as opposed to replacing another human being that you're working alongside. Yes. One of the things that I feel excited about when we think about AI and its potential is how quickly AI will be able to synthesize ideas from various sources and put it into something accessible. And, you know, I just watched the film Finding, Looking for Richard, Looking for Richard, about uh, the industrious Scottish lady who found the there to like before that unknown grave of Richard III under a parking lot. And the key thing she said was, and this is, you know, based on a true story, I think I'm the first person who's ever taken all of this pre-existing information and put it together. And I think that is probably going to be such a leap forward in innovation in all these different fields in the sciences and everywhere is there's tons of information out there that people have not put together in the same place in a way that they could actually distill it and access it. And I think AI might be a big step towards saying, hey, we have got a thousand years worth of medical data here and nobody's ever put it through this lens. Let's take a look at it this way and see if there's information there or teleportation or space travel, things like that. I mean, I would certainly not trust AI to send me to space. However, if it was a researcher involved in gathering the data necessary to do the job, that's a different story. And I think that's ultimately what it's going to become. It's going to become more of a tool and less of an intern and less of a other employee on your staff that you're replacing. Yeah. So the conclusion that we've drawn then is coming into 2023, AI is going to be, I, I think it's going to be world changing. By the time we're talking in January, 2024, AI will be so present in everyone's daily lives in a way they recognize because it has been there for a long time. But, you know, this this will change all of our lives pretty rapidly, but not in a way that replaces us and makes our robot overlords uh, kings of the world. I mean, the simplest way I've been thinking of it is it's sort of like an improved Google search. 
Mm-hmm. You can't yes. search Google and be like, yes, this has done the job for me. Here is my article. Here is my mm-hmm. press release. But you can use it to find information that you're looking for, for it to vet a bunch of sources, and for you to take a look at the information that it compiled for you. So as somebody whose job is in content, that has certainly made me feel better that I'm not going to be replaced by a machine. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there are so many tools like that. Like Google's a perfect example. You know, when that came on the scene, I'm sure there were people who were like, hey, my job has been to go to the library and use the Dewey Decimal System to find the information needed to be cited properly in research papers for 30 years. And here Google can do it instantaneously. And you know what? It seems okay so far. So I think this further synthesis of information is going to be valuable to us. And it will create different jobs. Like right now I'm seeing a lot of talk on social media about how prompt writer is such a, is such a big thing that companies are starting to look for now because they've discovered that, yes, it it can make mistakes and it needs human oversight, but the results that you get are based on the prompts that you give it. And the better the prompt, the better the output. So I've seen a lot of um, companies talking about how they're on the lookout for prompt writers now. I will be really interested to see how it unfolds this year. I think there's a ton of potential for it to be really interesting. And there is a ton of potential for a lot of embarrassing gaffes um, and missteps by different kinds of companies. So I guess our advice to anyone who's listening to this is get to know it. It's it's all of our professional responsibility to understand this emerging technology and what its role could be in our companies and to make a, a decision, a conscious choice about how we're going to work with it rather than ignoring it and hoping it will go away. <laughs> It's not going away. And so you can go in and my way for getting to know it was starting out by playing with it, trying to have it entertain me. And then through that, I got to see not only its limitations, it cannot tell a joke, but what (laughs) it can actually do. And so I started to ask it information for um, a piece that I was writing and I didn't use what it wrote, but I started to play with different ways to ask it questions and seeing the input that I was getting, even though I started out trying to get it to tell me a joke or a funny story. Marsha, are you saying that the head of content for our company is already a capable prompt writer? I'm on the way to becoming a capable prompt writer. I'm going to I'm gonna edit that out so that people <laughs> know that we've... We've got someone on our team who can help you today. Here, I'll help you out with that. Yes. <laughs> now you have audio of me saying yes to that question. All right. Well, I think we've covered what we needed to as far as where AI is in this moment and what our advice is. Do you have any final thoughts, Marsha? Um, I mean, my final thought is go check it out, play with it, no matter how you feel about it, whether you feel like it is something evil that is going to be our downfall, or you feel that it's the solution to all the world's problems. Whatever you think, go try it out, play with it. And I think that once you see what it can do, you'll have a better idea of what it can do for you, which will be different for every person out there. And Marsha, what's the one that you've been playing with that you might recommend to people who want to get their feet wet? Um, I've been playing with ChatGPT. It's free. It's the one that um, is making the news that most people are using and the technology behind it is what many of the other systems are are based on. Um, I also played with um, Jasper AI. That one, um, you can get a free trial, but ultimately it does have a subscription. Um, It's a little bit more robust in that it is intended for 
content and marketing professionals to use. So there are templates and they've helped you out a little bit with the prompt. So I think that if you've played with ChatGPT, you like it, you see where it's going and you want some more of a out of the box version of it that you don't have to have as much technical knowledge to use that Jasper AI is a good option as well. Marsha, this might be a super basic question, but I'm going to include it here just in case somebody who's listening doesn't know. Is ChatGPT something that you can access online and in a an app, or is that something that you need to download an app for? You can go online. There's a website. You can use it direct on there, or you can use it as an app. Sometimes okay. there's a little bit of a wait, but there is no cost to use the basic version. Of course, now they have an upgraded version that you can subscribe to. Well, then... I will recommend that people take our very good advice, and if they have any questions and would like to talk to us about it, you can find us online at magnitude-growth.com, and we are happy to chat with you about what we know so far. Bye!